Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Pistons Pulse, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about Detroit basketball. As always, uh, specifically about the Celtics game last night. That was a rough one. And also about the All-Star weekend. Blake Griffin will be a part of that. Um, excited. He hasn't been an All-Star for, for a while. And I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm really, really excited for Blake. Um... I'm just excited for All-Star Weekend in general. It's, it's always a good time. Blake Griffin had 32 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He played well, right? Drummond, 21 points, 17 rebounds. He played well, right? Reggie played all right. Eh, 18 points, um, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Luke, all right. Wayne Ellington had 13 points, actually. He shot bad, though. Um, other than that, it was just... It was a loss that we shouldn't have taken. The first quarter, we actually outscored them, 29 to 28. Uh, the second quarter, they outscored us, 23 to 29. And then the third quarter, really when we just fell apart. Uh, they outscored us 34 to 20. We only scored 20 points. They just went on a big scoring spree. And the, the, the bad thing about this L is it's the Celtics, you know. It's not an expected win for us. It's in TD Garden, not an expected win for us, but... We're on a four-game winning streak going to that. And then we hear that Kyrie's out. Kyrie didn't even play the game. And Terry Rozier, did he play? Uh, nope, Terry Rozier did not play either. So the fact that we won the game, or the fact that we lost the game, excuse me, I wish we won. The fact that we lost the game, I don't understand it. They had really well-rounded scoring. Gordon Hayward had 18. Marcus Morris had 11. Al Horford had 17. Jason Tatum had 19. Marcus Smart had 16. Jalen Brown had 17. Um, there are a lot of players that were in double digits. That's probably why we lost. But, man, to take a loss like that on a four-game winning streak with a Kyrie Irving-less Boston Celtics team, it's rough. That game puts the Celtics at 37-21, and 21, and that puts us at 26-30. and 30. Um, I am happy with the four-game winning streak we put together. That's not a bad way to end um, the first half of the season going into All-Star break, you know, with having such a hot start. And then slowly and surely, like, receding backwards and these past couple months have been playing bad. To end on a four-game winning streak, it's solid. It's really good. Um, and I'll take it. I'm not mad about it. Um, four and one to end. Um, going to the All-Star break. And Blake Griffin, looking forward to his All-Star appearance. He's been he's going to be uh, All-Star for the first time in a couple of years. 
Um, Drummond didn't make it this year, which is deserving. He's had an off year. Um, he's starting to get back in his groove, like I said. Um, but he's he still hasn't been Andre Drummond, we know. Um, but Blake's definitely had an all-star year. Um, on the on the topic of Blake, really quick, we just went over the Boston Celtics game. On the topic of Blake Griffin, really quick, um, I want to talk about him because I know you guys are getting bored. I'm you you guys aren't, as in Detroit Pistons fans, but people who aren't Pistons fans are getting kind of sick. I feel like of people saying, "Oh my God, Blake Griffin is he's having such a good season." People are sleeping on him. I say it all the time to my friends. I say it all the time to people I talk basketball with. And people get sick and tired of it. It's, they're like, okay, we get it. Okay, I mean, We know Blake's having a good season. I think I don't think people understand how good of a season he's having, though. I don't, I don't think that people are appreciating what he's doing this year. And where he's come. And where he's come from. Uh, I'm just going to go over the stats. And, uh... I'm not going to go super in-depth into Blake Griffin right now. Just let me rant for a couple minutes about Blake Griffin and how good he is. All right? So, he's having a career year. He's having, arguably, while it's not been this flashiest year, he hasn't had the most highlight plays. Um, I would argue, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, he's having the best season of his career. He's 29 years old, so he's right, he's right in the middle of his prime. So, I mean, it makes sense. He should be having the best year of his career right now. He's 29 years old. That, Like, right in that 28, 29, 30, 31 range, that's when players play the best. So, he's in his prime. He's playing the best of his career. And his averages are just, they're, they're elite, and I don't, don't people don't give him credit for it. So, let's go over that really quick. He's He is averaging more minutes than he usually does. Throughout his career, he's averaged 35.2 minutes per game. This year, he's averaging 36.3, so he's averaging a minute more. Yeah, I mean, a minute's a minute. In the end of the day, at the end of the day, a minute is like a big difference for average, but, you know, nothing crazy. All right. His uh, his career averages for points is 21.9, so 22 points per game. He's averaging 26.5 this year. 26.5. Now, with people like James Harden averaging like 30 a game, like 32 a game, I don't even know what Harden averages. It's insane. Harden's playing... <laughs> Is out of his mind. And excuse me if I'm sniffling once in a while here. I'm sick, as everybody is in the wintertime in Michigan. It's just how it is. But, um, I mean, with people averaging 30 a game like Harden, Blake's 26 and a half kind of gets overlooked. But that's a, that's a lot. That's, that's five points more than Blake's ever averaged in his career. Or that's five points more than his career average, I should say. He's shooting 48% from the field, which is 2% down his average, but that comes with taking more perimeter shots. He's taking harder shots. Before, when he played for the Clippers, Lob City, he would get, well, lobs from Chris Paul. He'd get easy dunks, easy layups from Chris Paul. His shots were a lot easier, a lot easier takes and a lot easier makes when he was with the Clippers. Therefore, his field goal percentage is up and makes sense. 48%, in my mind, with the shots that Blake Griffin's taking, Really, really good. I'm perfectly happy with that. Perfectly fine. He's shooting 36.5% from three. He shot 34% on his career. But that, the 36.5% is kind of, I don't want to say it's, um, it's not, it's, it's not overwhelmingly good. Like, you don't look at a player and be like, he's shooting 36.5%. That's insane. It's good, though. It's, 
that means that you have to respect Blake Griffin. It's, it's, you have to do more than respect Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is shooting... Like, it, you, you respect Blake Griffin's three-point shooting the same way you would respect LeBron's three-point shooting, to be honest. Like, his three-point shooting has been there all season. He's taking hard three-point shots. He's hitting them on a consistent basis. It's there. He's shooting a lot more three-point shots. It's just... I'm only going to go on this rant for a minute or two more. I apologize. This is boring you, but I have to do it. I have to get it out of my system because the way that people... I mean, if Blake Griffin... If the Pistons, if the Detroit Pistons were a top four or five seed in the East and Blake Griffin was playing like this, he'd be a top five candidate for MVP. And that's that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. There's no denying that. If the Pistons were like a top four seed in the East, we had a good record, he had good players around him, we were playing good basketball, we had a positive record, we were in the playoff hunt, which we are in the playoff hunt still, but as like an eighth or seventh seed. I'm talking like a fourth or th- you know, maybe even a third seed. And Blake was averaging... The the, the the stats that he's averaging now, he's an MVP candidate. He's top five in MVP in my mind, and that's not there's not there's no debating that. He's having an MVP season. It's just the fact that the Pistons have been struggling lately. You can't have somebody who's an MVP and then they don't make the playoffs. It just doesn't work. Um, rebounds, he's below his his uh, career average on rebounds, but that's because of Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond eats the rebounds. Um, assists up an assist a game on his career he's been doing that though his passing has improved every single season since his rookie year um he's really good he's an elite big man passer he's right up there with Draymond Green he's right up there with you know people say DeMarcus Cousins is a good passer you know Marcus Saul there's there's a lot of good big man good passing big men in the league um I think Blake's assist would be up more (laughs) if he had better teammates but that's another conversation for another day um you know, you can pass as, to as many open teammates as you want, but if they don't make the shot, doesn't it get, doesn't count as an assist. Uh, his steals are down by point two, but steals are steals. He's um he's playing good defense. Uh, as a Pistons fan who watches pretty much every single Pistons game that's ever on, um, you notice that he plays good defense. You know, he's not an elite defender. He's not Anthony Davis level at rim protecting or whatnot, but he's a very respectable defender he's not a, he's not he's not somebody who is a mismatch the other team where they go all right we're going at Blake Griffin all day long he's a respectable defender he's strong uh he's a good defender and then blocks he's right there with his career average but that's gonna that's gonna end it for my Blake Griffin rant but I just wanted to say that like I think people are vastly underrating Blake's season uh and I saw something on Twitter too and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up right now on my phone just so I can say it <laughs> And I apologize. I forget who, I forget who tweeted this or who retweeted it, but I saw it. If I find it out, I'll I'll shout you out on Twitter or something. But um, career averages: twenty one point nine a game, nine point one rebounds, four point four assists. I already went over that just now. Um, one of four players. Blake Griffin is one of four players. Now listen to this. Listen closely to this. Blake Griffin is one of four players all time with twenty one plus points. Nine plus rebounds and four plus assists. The other three: Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, and Larry Bird. Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, and Larry Bird are the other three, and then you have Blake Griffin. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like it's he's underrated, and it is what it is. Um. It's some in some ways I like it that he's underrated, but 
he's underrated. Uh, I think part of the reason is that, um, man, this has turned into a Blake Griffin episode, and you know what? I don't care. <laughs> part of the reason that I think is underrated is that you know when he was a rookie, when he was a younger player, he was a high flyer. He was he was putting his nuts in people's faces. He was mozgoving people. He was jumping out of the gym, doing things that I've never seen before from a player like Dominique Wilkins type stuff. Like it's he was doing unbelievable things, you know, especially for his size, being a big man. We never really saw that from a big man. I mean Shaq not really. I mean Shaq was insanely athletic, right? He had powerful dunks, but they weren't as high flying as Blake's. Not even close. Um and we got used to that and people that's what made me fall that's what made me fall in love <laughs> not fall in love but you know what i mean with Blake Griffin's game is that um it's it was just crazy to watch and i remember watching highlights of Blake Griffin and i was like jesus this this is freaking insane like what the hell i remember looking at the highlights and watching them live and just, just thinking that and that's what made me that's what that's why Blake Griffin's been my favorite player um, and then he got injured, he got injured again, he got injured again, he got injured again, injuries, injuries, injuries after injuries, and he lost that athleticism. He's still athletic. You'll see Blake poster a guy or two. He probably gets one or two, um, you know, went make a couple poster dunks, like big poster dunks a year. He got one on Giannis this year. Not nearly as an explosive as like a Mozgov or like a Kendrick Perkins, but it's a poster dunk. He had one. Andrew Embiid with his 50-point game. They're there. He's still athletic. He's still he's still um, way more athletic than the majority of players in the league. But he doesn't rely on that athleticism. He has changed his game in a way that I have seen, at least in my time watching basketball, which is not that long. But I will say he's changed his game and how he plays um, more than a lot of people that I've seen. He went from being nothing but a high flyer, dunk on your face, uh, pick and pop for like a, a like a low mid range once in a while, but most of the time pick and roll with Chris Paul, and driving hard for a dunk, a layup, post up sometimes, get a nice little post hook. To now he's doing post fades. He's still posts up quite often, but he's dribbling outside of the perimeter, pull, taking pull up threes. Um, the just his game has changed so much, and it's something that I think people overlook. And I think that's another reason why he's underrated is that people have always known Blake, at least the what I like to call the um, not the laid back NBA fans, but casual NBA fans. That's the word. Casual NBA fans see Blake Griffin, they're like, oh, he's washed. They they saw that he used to do those dunks. They don't see those dunks in the highlights anymore. People say, oh, he's washed. Uh, I think this season. Starting to, he's starting to get the respect he deserves a little bit more. But, um, yeah, that's enough with Blake. Let me stop with Blake because this, is, this has been Blake too much. We're going to go to a quick commercial, and uh, I'll catch you guys back here in a second. All right, welcome back. I am officially done with All-Star break. Um, so, like I said, Blake Griffin is going to be in the All-Star game, as we know. Um exciting i'm really excited uh i think it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be entertaining uh hopefully blake gets a couple cool dunks um we'll see we'll see 
Um, All-Star Game is on Sunday. We have the celebrity, the celebrity Game on Friday at 7. Rising Stars Challenge Friday at 9. All-Star Saturday Night, which has Skills Contest first. Um, let's see who's doing that. Mike Conley, Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox, Nikola Jokic, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic, and Trey Young. Um, those guys are all doing the the uh, skills contest. And then you got the three-point contest. We all know how that works. Um, you got Devin Booker in that, Seth Curry, Stephen Curry, Danny Green, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Dame, Dalla, Chris Middleton, Dirk, and Kemba. I love how Dirk's in that. Can you guys imagine if Dirk Nowitzki won the three-point sh- shooting contest? I would literally... That'd be amazing, honestly. And then we got the dunk contest. Miles Bridges... Uh, shout out to MSU, John Collins, Hamadou Diallo, and Dennis Smith Jr. That's going to be interesting. Um, who do I have winning that? Um, dunk contest is always, the f- I think, the funnest um, out of all of them, other than the all-star game. Dennis Smith might he might win that. Um, Diallo is also insane. I don't, I don't think John Collins is going to win it, to be honest. No, no disrespect. Miles Bridges has a chance, too. Um, but it's always between the guards, usually, just because the guards can have more athletic stuff. Um, and then you got the All-Star Game, Sunday at 8 p.m. on TNT. Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Blake Griffin is on. He's on Team Giannis. Um, we'll see We'll see how that works out. Hopefully he gets playing. He'll, hopefully he'll get playing time, but hopefully he gets a good amount of playing time. He is a reserve. Uh, I, I, I can agree with that. I'm not going to argue and say that he should have been a starter. That's, you know, it, it's whatever. I can understand it. Um, but yeah, that's the All-Star Weekend. I'm super excited. All-Star Weekend is always one of my favorite times um, of the NBA season. It's fun. Players get, get a break, you know, get revamped for the second part of the season. And um, we can't can't get too low because or we can't get too high on this little four-game winning streak and ending four-on-one. We still have a big playoff push to make, a big playoff push. Um you know, we, it's, we're still not a lock for the playoffs by any means. The East is, um, it's close. Um, we'll talk about that really quick in our upcoming schedule and we'll end it out. But, um, yeah, we're eighth right now, currently 26 and 30, 16 and a half games behind. Seventh is the Hornets. They're 15 and a half games behind. And then tied for eighth actually is Miami Heat. We're both 26 and 30. Magic, our game behind us. Wizards are two or three games behind us, excuse me. Um, so it's pretty much between Heat, Magic, Wizards, and Hornets. Those are those. That's that grouping of teams that are going to be fighting for those last two or three playoff spots. Um, can we do it? I think we can. We need to make a push though in the second half of the season. Um, our last ten, we're four and six. Not great. Um, excuse me, we're six and four. We're six and four in our last ten. Um, so that's not bad, but we need to be doing better. I mean, if we average in six and four in our last ten for the ne- for the rest of the season, that'd probably be good enough. But um, it'd be nice to be a seventh or sixth seed, uh, so we don't have to go up against like the Raptors or the Bucks in the first round. Because that's going to be as much as I love this team, that's probably going to be an automatic exit. At the same time, talking about it really quickly, nobody wants to see the Pistons in the playoffs. And I'm just going to say that. Um, Brooklyn Nets, let's be honest, like, 
they they're a fun team. They have a really they have a lot of really good young fun players, but they're not going to do anything to a Raptors team or a Bucks team. They don't have any stars. D'Angelo Russell's had a great year. Um, Karis Liver had a really really good year until he got hurt, and he's back, which is awesome. But they're not going to do much. A team like the Hornets or the Pistons. Now we could do something, you know, if we got we if we snuck in in that sixth seed. Uh, and we had like the Pacers in the first round. There's, you know, we could win that series. We could easily beat the Pacers. The Pacers, especially without Victor Oladipo, which hopefully Victor Oladipo comes back stronger than ever next year. That was tough to see because he was having a good season. But um, Pacers that could be. We could definitely beat the Pacers. Um, Celtics would be tough. Raptors would be tough. Bucks would be tough. But if we snuck in and got the Pacers in the first round. That could easily, very easily be a first-round win. Um, but it's not going to be easy. we got to make the push. we we got to make the push. We can't just be screwing around the second half of the season. It's it's not going to be an easy, it's not going to be easy second half. Um, we'll go over the next five games we have real quick, and we'll end this podcast out. I don't want to keep you guys for too, too long. But after the All-Star break, we have the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. That should be easy. Uh, at Miami, that's a big game. Because, uh, like I said, we're both tied. Currently, we're tied with Miami for eighth in the East. So that's a huge game when it comes down to tiebreakers and stuff like that. That Miami game is going to be big. It's in Miami, uh, Saturday, February 23rd. Then we got Indiana. That's another pretty big game at seven. San Antonio in San Antonio at Cleveland. Toronto, Minnesota, Chicago, Chicago again. So our schedule's not too bad, honestly. Within our next 10 games, I would say, let's see. I could I could see us winning 7 of our next 10 if we're playing good. You know, 7, maybe even 8. So um, it's going to have to be done. We're going to have to put our heads down and grind. Blake Griffin's going to have to continue what he's doing, which I have no doubt in my mind he will. Drummond's going to have to continue his little groove he's gotten into, and so is Reggie. Because Reggie and Drummond have both gotten into kind of a groove they've been starting to play better than they that they were at the beginning of the season and i liked it our new guys need to step up too thon maker had a pretty bad game tonight um or last night pardon um and so did wayne ellington even though he had points he, he didn't shoot good so um those guys need to step it up um and other than that we've been all right but we need to we need to put our heads down we need to get these next 10 Put these, get these next ten games and just and grind it out. But that's gonna do it for this podcast, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I'm gonna see you guys in the next podcast. Um, probably record it in the next couple of days. Like I said, I'll live tweet our games. I'll probably, I'll definitely be tweeting about the All Star break. Um, we'll make sure to go follow our Twitter at Pistons Pulse Pod. That's Pistons Pulse Pod. Um, Go follow the Pulse Podcast Network, too. That's what we're part of. Go follow our personal Twitters. I am Nolan Fortin. Um, Nick, once again, I hear right now, but his Twitter is Nick from NYC. Um, he'll get on here eventually. I promise. He's just uh, not here now. But that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And I will catch you guys after All-Star break. Peace.